Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned this afternoon. We've got a special podcast coming with Isaac John, owner of YKTR, where we take a deep dive into the NRL final series that's coming up. But also this week, there's three or four games that are going to be so important to deciding how the finals shape up as far as who wins the minor premiership, who who finishes fourth and fifth, who takes eighth place. There's a heap of games with a huge amount of relevance. Then we talk about those this afternoon. Now, obviously, we recorded this before Teamless Tuesday came out so a few of those questions might be answered but it's a really deep dive into the final series talking a bit of history in rugby league always fun catching up with ice and talking about rugby league always enjoy my conversations with him it's a really good about an hour-long chat that'll be dropping this afternoon around about the three o'clock mark so you'll have all afternoon to get stuck into that here's a little 15 minute clip and stay tuned for the back end of it uh ice reveals something that i don't i'm not sure if too many people are aware of i know i wasn't and it involves the penrith panthers and a bit of history coming around again so stay tuned for that at the end of the potty. Hope you enjoy this one, guys. Stay tuned this afternoon. The entire podcast with Isaac John from Mike ATR will be dropping then. I don't know. Give me your theory on it. Give me your theory on it. Uh, no, mate, I, I just think that this year finishing fifth or sixth, it is probably the best year ever to finish fifth or sixth. I would still rather be in the top four. But, I mean, if it's... You know, outside of maybe the Roosters, I still think the Roosters missing all their troops. I don't think there's anyone that can finish seventh or eighth that will beat the Roosters come finals footy. Uh, you know, touch wood, they don't lose another fucking four players this weekend because it is getting desperate. But I just think Teddy come finals footy. I I, I, can, I just can't see, you know, fifth or sixth losing week one of the finals this year. Uh, and, I mean, if you do win that game, which I think they will, you're also coming up against a team that's either been beaten to a pulp by Melbourne the Panthers, all by Manly. I mean, it's really not a bad spot to be sitting in. As I said, I would rather finish top four. I would rather have a three sh- free shot at the stumps to try and get a week off. But, fuck, I'm not that upset if I'm fifth this year. And, like, um, where's Parrot? Are they a chance of that at the four? They are, eh? I think they are now. Yeah, I, I think we all wrote, wrote them off too early. <laughs> yeah, so it's the thing with Parrot. So they, they've just played Melbourne, like, 
probably the best game they've played. They're going to have to play Penrith this year, uh, this week. And even if they do beat them, but that's two really big games. They've gone up against the two best sides. Now they're in the four. They go back to playing Melbourne. Melbourne have lost to them twice this year, so they're going to be ready for them, definitely 100%. And then if they lose that, like, you know what I mean? It's a long run to the GF for, for a power fan if you're in their yeah. top four. And like you said, man, Parrot probably want to be finishing five because – they're going to have two tough games, Melbourne into a Penrith, into potentially a Titans or the Sharks, um, get a bit more confidence back as well. And then that's just that do or die um, period for them, for them boys, I reckon. So I, I reckon they still go out in two, but um, yeah. who knows? Parramatta's coming fifth at the moment on 32 points. Manly are fourth on 32 points. So if Manly get knocked over by the Cowboys this week, which is probably unlikely, but if it, it is rugby league, anything can happen. Uh, and Parramatta were to beat Penrith, who... I mean, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if Ivan Cleary does rest a couple of guys. You you know a bit about Ivan. Do you, do you think that there's a chance that he will rest guys this weekend? No, I don't reckon he's got the... I, I think off the back of that performance, I think he wants to be... like A lot of the boys have been off with injuries this year as well. So like, you can see their cohesion or, or they're, they're not very fluent in their attack at the moment. They're, and they're a side that's um, not afraid or they score points very easily. So I think he'd be rolling into this. Like, like you said, like a lot of the boys... All, the, all his best players have had time off this year, whether through origin, whether through having babies, whether through injury. Um, I think he wants him humming. And I think, he's, he, I think he's almost in a better position than someone like Melbourne, in my opinion. I just think he is. Let me ask you this. The Cronulla Sharks, they play the Melbourne Storm, 6 p.m. Friday, right? Now, let's say Melbourne rest players the Cronulla Sharks. They, uh, they win that game. That means that if Penrith win, they'll finish first, which means they'll more than likely play the Manly Seagulls. If you're arriving Cleary... As you said before, surely, surely you'd rather play the South Sydney Rabbitohs, wouldn't you, week one, than take on the fucking Manly Seagulls and Tommy Turbo? Well, have they played? What have, they played each other this year? Do you remember the scoreline between them two, or who won at nah, least? Nah, not off the top. Oh, actually, yeah, I do. They played. Uh, they played out in the country at the start of the year at one of those suburban grounds, oh, and Pepper gave yeah, it to yeah. them. Yeah, but that, that, the tur- Turbo was playing on the wing for part of that game. Like it was, he still took a fucking intercept and scored. I remember that. But um, yeah, I that's her stay. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Fuck, give me South Sydney without Latrell any day of the week over playing Tommy Turbo at the moment. Mm. Do you know? Do you know who South remind me of? Bro, they remind me of Cronulla back in the day, but with a bit more talent. Yeah, <laughs> you know how they're quite they they enjoy being in the niggle and it doesn't really bust their attack too much. So, um, and like. With the pressure on, I think South's going to be in there. You, you're going to get into one of those types of games. I, I know Manly are really, really good, but in terms of strategy, I'd be um, – this is kind of like probably Harv's chat. And the way I'd, I'd be playing – and I, this is how I reckon Melbourne will do it. They'll try and land the ball on top of Saab's head. So they'll put up bombs. Cameron Munster, left foot kicker, really good kicker, can get some height underneath it. So they'll land the ball on Saab's head, beat him in the corner, do their thing, and then you just got to gear up for that second tackle with Tommy Turbo. So Tommy Turbo is going to be coming around and he's got a really good carry, but Melbourne going to be ready for that. So they get all the big boys. We used to say, you'll be waiting with baseball bats. So yeah. you got to have your line ready to go, jam them up in the corner, try and catch them, get them behind and just do that. What's that? 25, 30 times. Yeah. Like you get 40 sets in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, I know that's hard. It sounds, but imagine if you go, all right, boys, I need you to get out for fucking 20 tackles on Tommy Turbo and we can shut down their whole play. And then the next guy that comes over is Ruben Garrick. Ruben Garrick doesn't have a tough carry. Great finisher, great kicker of the ball, highest point scorer this year, all that sort of stuff. But if you kick the other way, you landed on Garrick, you can probably pick him up, Tommy's going to come, but then Saab's coming after that. So in terms of kicking play, and if I'm playing Manly, you got to get him in position. you gotta, you got to keep him down there because they're not scared to throw football around. But that's how you do That's how, uh, like... I'm thinking like that, especially finals, first round of finals. Everyone's going to get up for that as well. Mel- Melbourne's probably already planning this. Like, 
Bellamy's probably doing video on both these sides already. There'd be a game planning around that, but I just that's that's how I'd, I'd attack it. Yeah, I mean, outside of Turbo, neither of those wingers are that that sort of Brian Tyo, that sort of David Nofaluma mould. They're more of that Daniel Tupu where they're good, but if you get under them, you can force them back quite easily, can't you? No, I agree. Actually, this is how I'll play him. So I'll, I'll kick from a 6-4. So we'll play parts of the field. I'll kick him off a 6-4, Munster down the blind side, and then land the ball on Tommy Turbo's head. And then and then Saab has to come back around on the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you're on your 6-4 or, or you kick off a two-pass to your left, the winger has to come up anyway and you get behind. But it has to be a bomb. It's very much like Roosters. You know, Roosters always bomb the ball. Yeah, It's got to be that, like, just bomb, land it on his head, get him in the cage. Um and Melbourne used to have this saying, like, you put them in the phone box. So when you've got three or four boys, make it uncomfortable for them. So they'll have the first guy in, head tucked in, guy chops your legs. It's like, yeah, you've got to make it uncomfortable for them. So that's, I'll be kicking off a 6-4 if I was, if I was playing Manly. Mate, let's move uh, to the Parramatta Eels. Now, I gave them next to no hope to win that game on the weekend. It's funny how well, we, we, we've spoken about this sort of stuff before. Uh, obviously, the Melbourne Storm were going to win their 20th game in a row against the Parramatta Eels, breaking... Jack Gibson's 1975 record with the Roosters. And, of course, the team that does them over is the last team that Jack Gibson won a premiership with in 86, the Parramatta Eels. It's funny how this sort of shit works sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, you can't make it up sometimes. Rugby league, it's fucked. Mm, good. Look, when you look to the future, look to the past. So, yeah, I, I, know, I know that would have been great to have that sort of record, but like, who, honestly, who knew about the 1975 Roosters before two weeks ago? Honestly. But Guru, who, who won the comp in um, 2008? Uh, Manly. Yeah, so you know, you know, like that matters to me. Who gives a fuck about nineteen in a row or twenty in a row? That's You're probably cool. asking the wrong guy about nineteen seventy five too, just quietly. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably the regular guru. I took offence like, to that, but proceed. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like most people, the average punter wouldn't know that, and yeah, it would have yeah. been a great record to break and all that sort of shit. But um, if Melbourne lifting the trophy in five six weeks, does it really matter? Yeah, exactly. I mean, would you rather win twenty five in a row or lift the trophy? I mean, it, it, it's day and night, isn't it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Golden State. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Like They won 73 and 10 or whatever it is, and they lost. So yep. And getting back for it. Still. Mate, Parramatta. I mean, I gave them next to no hope to win that game the other night. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that it was the loss that Melbourne need. And I kind of agree to some extent. But I also don't think that Melbourne played terribly in that game. I just thought Parramatta were unreal. And I've been reasonably critical of the Parramatta Eels over the last few months. But, fuck, they really showed up, didn't they? There would be plenty of confidence to take out of that game. 100%. 100%. So look, the camera was on Mitchell Moses when he walked out and then he was sort of like running. He looked he looked pumped, like doing a big, <sighs> all that sort of shit. I pay attention to that sort of yeah. stuff. And then I always watch the first set. The first set's really important. Like we, that first set of origin when Tommy took two carries, like I remember that. So I watched him and, and like they were up for the contact and then I was like, oh, they're, they're going to wear off a bit. Five, six, seven, eight sets later. They're still doing the same thing. So I knew they were in for a chance, but man, Parramatta, when they play nice and direct, like, as long as the game's been around 1908, if you've got good full packs and they're going forward, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. No matter if you're playing in 1908, no matter if you're playing 2021, no matter if you're playing on fucking Mars, you need a good fucking full pack. 
and it's yeah. really really important and that's what that's what Parramatta were and the hard thing about their four pack is they're, they're all pretty they're all quite skillful like Junior Paulo Junior Paulo's got skills of a half so a lot of the time when you do have skills you kind of want to show them off a little bit but at the end of the day if you're just going bang bang punching down the wall bang bang Mitchell Moses got a great kicking game. I thought Dylan Brown was really good. Had a lot of touches. He was he was um, saving tries as well. It was really important. I think when he touches the ball, they, they're a lot better side because he's a big body. He loves to carry it as well. But their forward set the tone, man. And I know Guffo's their best player and Junior Paulo as well. Um, but if Mitch Moses is on and Nathan Brown are on, it's a good sign that Parramatta are on. And, mate, as you said, like, to beat these top teams, you have to go, you know, you have to play direct at them. You have to go through the front door and... For me, I think there's too many teams in this competition that Parramatta are able to play a little bit lateral and be able to beat that. I almost feel sorry for them that a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden they had to play two months of finals footy when you had, like you, you can get away with not playing direct footy against these bottom teams, but then all of a sudden you've got to play the top teams four times in six weeks. It's a tough gig, but fuck, to see them play so direct against the best team in the competition for me, one of the best teams we've seen in modern history, a really impressive effort from them. Yeah, agree. And like, like para, um, Melbourne can shift the ball really, really well. So a lot of times, and we, Ivan used to say this when we used to play the Tigers when Benji and Robbie Farrier is like, don't get caught up in a game of touch. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard when you're on the field and they start shifting because you sort of fall into the trap as well and you start to shift. Where you look at teams like Manly, they'll happily shift the ball from anywhere on, on the park. South's probably got the best shift in the game. Um, rolling to the left side. So sometimes when you start to see that as a half, you're like, oh, it's working for them. Let's see if it works for us. I think Parra just a better side when they just go direct and bang. And that was the formula that they need to do something in this um, final series. And hopefully they can stick with it as well. I think there's always that stigma in and around Parramatta. Like, do you know what, do you know what my theory on Parramatta is? I don't think the old guys actually want them to win, eh? Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, that's just what I think. Yeah. Like, um, they're always sort of defrauding the boys and stuff like that. So, man, is, is there a curse over Parramatta? I don't know. Oh, there's some, there is something doing there, isn't there? Like, it's just... I don't know, but mate, I, I don't disagree with what you said. I mean, all these old guys from Parramatta, they're still walking into the leagues club being treated like the heroes because they are the, the, the last heroes, essentially. I, I don't hate that argument. Um, I, I know that when I was talking to uh, Brett Finch the other day, he, he sort of painted a really good picture of a guy like Peter Sterling that, has, that helped him out a lot whilst he was at Parramatta. Um, but... God, they're, they're not afraid to come out and just ridicule these this current group of players whenever they feel like it. It is a bit of a worry, isn't it? You know what great clubs do, bro? They've got a great alignment between players. They've got talent. They've got workhorses. They've got great coaching staffs. And they've got great admin. I just don't feel like Parramatta have ever really had that alignment, ever. Mm. Um, while I've been around. So, a lot of, like, back in the day, they were stacked. So, a lot of the times you can have playing talent that can cover up those things, like potentially like a poor coach or um, thing admin. I just don't think they have enough talent to cover up the rest of, of their club as well. Mate, we touched on the Penrith Panthers earlier, uh, and obviously we've spoken a little bit this year already about the redemption story. We all know the similarities to the 1990 grand final into the 91 grand final when they came back and won it again. I like the storyline. I love the storyline. I know line. you love it. I, I, there was a bit of movement over there just quietly. Now, <laughs> obviously 1990, Canberra Raiders, you know, unbelievable team, you know, one immortal in that team, potentially another two or three, you could argue, in the future. Uh, they knock over the Penrith Panthers. For me, that team, they weren't ready to win a premiership that year. I felt the same way about the Panthers last year. They've come back. I don't know. It, ju- it just feels that that whole narrative just seems to be lining up again. Uh, we spoke about, obviously, every time the Panthers have won a premiership, the Clive Churchill has gone to their hooker, Appy Curacao. Mm. At the moment, it's interesting. Obviously, Appy's had a, a tough few weeks uh, off the field and whatnot, but... 
you know, him sharing that role with Mitch Kenny. How do you sort of feel about that? Personally, I would just love to see Appy just go at it for 80 minutes. I think he's one of the most underrated players in this competition. He's um, definitely not underrated to any player that actually that's played the game. Like yeah. when you're at Mark and he's fixing you up and you're like, don't bite in at the hooker and you're, you're tackling up here, but the ball's behind you. Um, most most footy players know that Uppy's a really good player, and obviously he's a he's in a side that's got a lot of stars. So he's happy to share that. He's happy to be low key. And but yeah, I, I'd play him for eighty. I'd keep Tyrone May on the bench to sort of cover that just in case as well. But another story that I was thinking about just then when you were talking in nineteen ninety when um, they come to play the GF, what happened during the week? Do you know Gary? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah I, um, I had MG on the podcast. He told the story. They uh, they got on the source midweek, and Phil Gould came in, and uh, I'll let you deliver the line. Yeah, you, you just lost yourself the grand final. Yeah. Imagine the head noise that night. Do you know what happened last year? Did nah. It nah, hit me. I don't want to say names, but this, pretty much the same thing happened. Really? Mm. Yeah, right. Fall back. <laughs> there's, there's your opening line for the podcast. So, yeah. like, um, apparently, like, a few of the boys were carrying on a little bit during, during GF. So, um, they're super low key, but and it's the same storyline. Very so, interesting. Shit's lining up, shit's lining up. This full podcast goes for about an hour or so with Isaac John is dropping this afternoon. Stay tuned for it. This was just 15 minutes of the entire hour. It's a cracking listen, one of my favorites chats I've had this year, to be honest with you. Stay tuned this afternoon, guys. Full podcast coming soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.